Major funding for the Mikey is show has been provided by the National Science Foundation, where's discoveries begin. Additional funding is provided by the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, the Kettering Family Foundation, the Volkhausen Family, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people, and by Spotify Podcast, and Anchor Podcast, and Screencastify Screen Recording, and the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, Carnegie Corporation, and by the National Endowment for Humanities, and Northrop Grumman Corporation, defining the future. Funding for this program of Turkey Confidential on Splendid Table is supported in part by grants from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people, with additional grants from the Documentary Fund, the National Science Foundation, the National Endowment for the Humanities and Arts. The Oregon Arts Commission is state agency funded by the Oregon government and the National Endowment for Children's Educational Television Programming. The Mikia Show was funded in part by a cooperative agreement from the U.S. Department of Education, Carnegie Corporation of New York, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, and by generous grants from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations. Corporate Corporate grants for this Thanksgiving special are are by Macy's are by Macy's Corporation and Mobile Corporation. Additional funding for the Mickey Show is provided by the John M. Olney Foundation, the Jane M. MacArthur Foundation, the John Dean Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, the Jonathan Logan Family Foundation, the Ford Foundation, the Arthur D. Little Incorporated and your part-time controller specializing in your part-time partimecontroller.com <clears throat> additional support for this program is provided by leapfrog with over 100 toys and ebooks to sell or or give to people and collectibles and toys will be available at leapfrog.com or at your favorite retailer stores or wherever retailers can be found. Additional funding for this program is provided by Sony Pictures, presenting a Thanksgiving classic, providing a variety of Thanksgiving movies throughout the year at sonypictureclassics.org. Support for the Mikia show comes from the Free Birds movie. A Free Birds movie is dedicated to supporting the Mikia show and celebrating the years of Thanksgiving and giving. You could learn more at freebirds.com. Alright, this is Mikia Speak Ray. Welcome to another part series of Turkey Confidential, a crossover with the Splendid Table from APM American Public Media. Alright, now earlier ago, we were we have been talking to people about, uh, you know, the one that's the guests 
Those were my favorite. And I've seen it many times, so. Yeah. It's kind of my favorite. So. Before we before we get into the Turkey Confidential, I, I kind of want to show you something that is a little bit complicated. Starting today, there's going to be a Macy's Thanksgiving Parade that will be held in New York City, known as the city of known as the city of the state of the Statue of the Liberty, which is a popular state. From now, for now, let's check out the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade clip. Now, this is one of my days when there was a clip I saw. It was wonderful. It was really exciting to see everyone out and about and roads go by. They're so big, so it was exciting to see. Now, what about the fact that you couldn't go last year that you couldn't go this year? Oh, it was great. It was. It really made Thanksgiving feel very festive. And Some programs may have have technical difficulties, but were occurring. Well, we are have been incurring live issues, and we're still continuing to follow on that. And that's the Thanksgiving. And that's the Thanksgiving parade from from our friends at NBC Studios. All right. And now, let's go to Turkey Confidential. The series, one part series. So please wait while I please wait while this episode will be produced. All right. So now let's get. Let's continue with our episode with Turkey Confidential. The chicken set. You can do it, even do it with chicken shear. Thinking of making individual, you know, but now you can all see it. Because, you know, my husband is also a chef, so we pretty much spend our weekends having little stump solas at home. Really? Like this is this is your legit lifestyle? Oh yeah, yeah. So he, we the only day we really have together is Sundays. So we usually. I said this is the greatest. Salt and a little sugar yeah. is a, a revelation. I've never thought of that. But I love it. So the the sugar will like brulee a little bit. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, it caramelizes a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. All right, I want to go to one more question, um, and this one's about cranberries. Okay. Hello, I've realized that I have a ton of whole cranberries in the freezer and everything that I've looked up for recipes have mostly been cranberry sauce or things kind of related specifically to Thanksgiving or just those sort of traditional meals. I'm wondering if there's any way that I can use them in a more savory dish or like anything else that's more inventive. For some reason, cranberries seem to be the one thing that... I can't find that many recipes for. I don't know why. But thank you. 
Well, cranberry, you know, is just a, a fruit. I mean, it's more astringent. But uh, I, I very often, certainly in summer, when I do a raspberry, uh, a strawberry tart, I put cranberry in it. Uh, that gives me a bit of a contrast. But certainly for Thanksgiving there, I would put cranberry in my stuffing. You know, cold stuffing with the, cranberry, with the cranberry in it is very good. In addition, because I do, I do a cranberry sauce, I put lime, lime, ripe, the rind of lime and lemon on top of mine and uh, I cook that I love it this way but regardless my wife uh, requests a can of uh, a can of strawberry jelly <laughs> that, that's uh, regardless so uh, so we do that but yes of course you can use them in different type of uh, puree we talked about before doing a puree of carrots and all that you put some cranberry in it would be good you put that in apple also you do a stew of apple you put some cranberry in it, it's very good, uh, and so forth. Yeah. You know, my wife loves to make cranberry sauce, and I, I really love her cranberry sauce. But, you know, you buy a three-pound bag of it, and people use uh, a teaspoon of it or two teaspoons of it on their plate, and now you're left with all this cranberry sauce. Or you don't make all the sauce, and then now you have, you know, two of your three pounds of cranberries lying around. I think people always look at it and they only go to Thanksgiving in their mind. And it's hard for them to think of other things to do with it because it's just so tied uh, in our imagination to that one dish, that one garnish on the holiday. So thank you for freeing us from that. Uh, well, from... When, you, when, you, when you serve your Thanksgiving dinner, I do the carving and put a, you, are, you take the bowl of cranberry sauce and you serve them. You give them three tablespoons each <laughs> when they like it. So you're sure you use it. <laughs> See, it, it takes a great chef to know all kinds of angles. All right. Okay, right. <laughs> All right, Chef. It was so great to talk with you. I'm so glad to get to have you on this day. And our great. listeners, Thank I'm sure you. at home, are so excited to hear from you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. And, uh, and happy cooking. Yeah, happy cooking to you. Thank you. Take care. Jacques Pepin's latest book is Quick and Simple. Coming up... Nora McInerney, host of the podcast. Terrible, thanks for asking. And then, back to your questions with Sola and Whaley. I'm Francis Lamb, and this is our annual Thanksgiving Day show, Turkey Confidential from American Public Media. Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm Francis Lamb, and you're listening to the Splendid Tables Turkey Confidential from American Public Media. We're supported by Knowable, designed for those hungry to keep learning through audio. Knowable is a new destination for smart audio courses taught by experts in their field. Best-selling food writer Mark Bittman teaches simple, pragmatic cooking and eating intended to change the way listeners think about food altogether. Listen at knowable.fyi. So we usually focus on your cooking questions on this show, but look, this year, Thanksgiving and all the holidays, really, will be a little different for a lot of people. Nora McInerney is host of the podcast, Terrible, thanks for asking, and she knows something about how to deal with rough times with warmth and humor. So who better to talk to today? Hey, Nora, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Francis. I'm so glad to have you here today. And, you know, so every year, 
you know, honestly, I love doing this show kind of even more than like Thanksgiving itself because <laughs> I, I just get such a charge out of talking to people and helping them celebrate the day. But, you know, obviously this year Thanksgiving is not normal for a lot of people. And I think for some people, like a really hard one. And oh, you yeah. are, yeah, right? and, and, and you are so amazing about talking about tough times. What do you think of Thanksgiving this year? I think that, here's the thing about Thanksgiving for me, is that I consider Thanksgiving an optional holiday. And by that I mean, (laughs) I come from a family who holds no traditions, which is perhaps Mm. our only tradition, is that we are a family who (laughs) plays it by ear. And, And to me, the most memorable Thanksgivings and the most memorable holidays are ones where something went horribly awry. Hmm. Where, where something was just not not as expected, not as planned. When I was 11 years old, our dog ate the turkey. I don't understand how it even happened, but he ate it. And then he had he was a bearded dog, you know, the kind that has like a, I mean, a bearded dog. I think that's the, the breed. And he wiped his beard up and down the hallway. Um, just, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to clean up. I, I will always remember that Thanksgiving. I will always remember the Thanksgiving where my mother and my aunt decided, you know, let's have a hundred some people in my uncle's photo studio. And, you know, maybe the fact that one of my uncles is a is a wine dealer should have been taken into consideration because all of the grown-ups were a little bit too busy socializing. Dinner was not served till 9 p.m. and the children were not happy. Yeah. Those are the memorable ones to me. And Thanksgiving is hard for a lot of people, I think because we assume that our gratitude is at odds with with our with our grief or with what we are struggling with. When mm. in reality, I think that the two end up sitting at the table together more often than not. Mm. Tell me more. So uh, 2014 was really kind of like my uh, my my big year. Okay, my big year. And by big, I mean just the worst. 2014 mm. was my personal 2020. And, <laughs> oh, um, you know, my dad died. My husband died. I lost a pregnancy. This was all within six weeks. And my husband died three days before Thanksgiving, Francis. Mm. If, if ever there were a year for us to be like, you know... Maybe Thanksgiving this year, we all just lay on a couch in our pajamas and pass back and forth a, a, a box of Lucky Charms that we eat with our bare hands. It was 2014. And instead, we went through this grand performance of a typical American Thanksgiving where mm-hmm. we sat around a table and we tried to pretend like things were normal and yeah. they were they were very deeply not normal. And I remember us going around the table and doing this, like, let's everybody say what we are grateful for. We had never done that before. I don't think we've done it since. And <laughs> and it was like this collective performance of trying to prove that, you know, we weren't ingrates that, you know, mm. that that don't worry. No, we're still we're still grateful. And it, I look back and I just think if ever there were a time to let yourself just have kind of an okay-ish time, uh, it's it's that. And so that's kind of how I think of all holidays is let them be what they are. And this mm. Thanksgiving, it will be odd. It will be strange. It will be unusual. It will be incredibly sad for a lot of people. 
it's going to be a really, really hard day to, to try to gather up all of your positivity and you don't have to because your gratitude is not at odds with the reality of of your pain. And, and you got to pull up a seat for both of them, especially mm. in 2020. I'm so with you. Like there is this sort of pressure to demonstrate that you have something that you're grateful for. Yeah. And yeah, I think we do have gratitude. Um, but at the same time, it, it, uh, yeah, I don't think we should let that pressure make us have to force a smile, which only feels more sad. Yeah, it will make um, you feel lonelier. And likewise, if you just wake up on Thanksgiving and you are filled to the brim with thankfulness, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. Go for it. You also don't have to pretend to be, you know, uh, bummed out with with the rest of the world. Like you are absolutely allowed to celebrate how you how you feel. Go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, but now I I do have to ask you, what are you thankful for this year? I am so glad you asked. I am so thankful <laughs> that we have we have entered the time of year where it is not only appropriate but uh, but celebrated to spend a lot of time sitting on the couch watching the corniest of holiday films um, on whatever streaming service you prefer. I'm talking escaping for 60 to 90 minutes into a world where everybody is returning to their small town to save a B&B, to, oh, uh, you know, to, to, to pick up a shift at, at their dad's hardware store, where love and self-discovery is right around the corner and it's wrapped up in an unexpected package that is always a re- ridiculously handsome man that is what i am that is what i am grateful for we all get to see reese witherspoon talking a southern accent again oh yeah. oh we are ready we are ready for this all right well happy thanksgiving nora happy thanksgiving to you francis or maybe a bad Thanksgiving. maybe a maybe a happy-ish thanksgiving yeah, yeah. maybe just a like a blank thanksgiving like just yeah. thanksgiving to you francis Whatever kind you have. Whatever kind you have. Nora McInerney is the host of the podcast, Terrible. Thanks for asking. You can join her and her very special guests for an evening of comedy, music, and a Worst of the Holidays award show in the tradition of Terrible Thanks for Asking's Happyish Holidays specials. RSVP today at happyishholidays.com. She says, it's a holiday party for the rest of us. Turkey Confidential is supported by Knowable, featuring best-selling food writer Mark Bittman. Mark just released his new audio course, How to Eat Now, exclusively on Knowable, a new app where you can listen to expert-led audio courses. Mark teaches lessons on simple and healthy cooking and eating. Learn more at knowable.fyi to listen. Sola El Whaley on the internet is to love her. A former restaurant chef, she's worked at amazing restaurants in New York City for years. Actually, I was incredibly lucky to have lived around the corner from one of the restaurants where she was the pastry chef, and I totally remember when she started, she made this ice cream sundae that I will for some reason never forget for the rest of my life. Anyway, she takes all that expertise and translates it into some of the most fun and informative cooking videos you can find online. She was a star at Bon Appetit and now has her own series, which you can find on YouTube. Hey, Sola, happy Thanksgiving to you. 
Hello. Thanks for having me. I want to actually start. You know, it's been such a weird year, right? And I think it's really been um, a really great and powerful uh, practice for me to kind of like practice gratitude and think about what I'm thankful for. Um, and I think this is really, you know, Thanksgiving, right? So this is a moment for that. And um, I don't want to tell you what you're thankful for, but I, I was thinking about that and I was looking, um, you know, just sort of the arc of your career and just being so amazed by it. I mean, you've been a chef at, you know, high technique, fine dining restaurants for a long time. Two years ago, you had a restaurant, like a sweet, cool diner with your husband. And then you moved into food writing. And, you know, in a very short time, you are a bona fide cooking video star. <laughs> and so you have a new video series, a couple of them. One of them is called Stump Sola. I guess you'd say the title's pretty self-explanatory <laughs> but how would you describe it because it's it's pretty wild we just try to think of things that will be fun for me to do <laughs> that's basically it i mean we, i guess the plan was to come up with some kind of conceit to let me do weird stuff that's fun that i would probably be doing anyways on the weekends at home but now you can all see it because you know my husband is also a chef so we pretty much spend our weekends having little stump solas at home Really? Like, this is this is your legit lifestyle? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he, we, the only day we really have together is Sundays. So we usually go to the market, buy random things, and then make each other snacks. Just back and forth, snack attacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's so adorable. I mean, I, I, well, I mean one of the things, one of your videos is... What was it, a seven-course meal out of a convenience store. Mm -hmm. It was another one was, like, setting soup on fire. It's like, that's that's... I mean, that's how you roll at home? Yeah, I mean, I really like cooking spontaneously because um, recipe development is all just, like, lots of thought and planning and testing, so it's fun to have an opportunity to just, like, spontaneously cook because even when you're in a restaurant, you're just working on consistently making the same thing over and over again, which is really fun in a totally mm -hmm. different way, but it's kind of nice to be able to just let loose and make something totally random that no job would ever want me to do. <laughs> well, I am so happy that you get to spend some part of this day with us. Your family is Bengali, mm -hmm. right? And I've been thinking a lot about Thanksgiving lately, especially like what Thanksgivings were like in immigrant families. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in an immigrant family, and my Thanksgivings were just so different than everyone else's, um, in large part because a lot of times they barely even existed. You know, like mm -hmm. my parents didn't grow up with it, so they didn't really know what is considered to be the tradition and you know we just never really celebrated until we kind of like make our own sort of version of it, our own sort of celebration of it did you grow up with thanksgiving in your home thanksgiving is a really big deal in our home um when my really? parents yeah when my parents first came to america my mom worked in an oral bee factory and her coworkers were really like really welcoming and really embraced her and she had this one coworker who invited um, the family over this was before I was born but <laughs> I've heard the story this one coworker invited everyone over to her house and um, had my mom come super early and cooked through every single traditional Thanksgiving dish with my mom and we're talking oh like really really traditional like uh, green bean casserole with like canned green beans, canned cream corn, um, stovetop stuffing, uh, 
gravy from a box and it was just like it was such a welcoming way to come to america that thanksgiving became really important and every year my mom would make that exact same meal oh my god so i grew up with like the very very classic american thanksgiving and then as i got older my mom kind of let me take it over and um i started to like still make those classics but from scratch you know each year i'd try and level it up you know we would Mm -hmm. blanch our own green beans and make our own mushroom (laughs) soup and um yeah it's super important to me because it, it reminds us of you know coming to america being welcomed into this country, getting all these opportunities here. It's like a way, every year we celebrate it and it's like a really big deal because it's a reminder that we're just like happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so lovely. So we've gotten messages from a lot of listeners for you. You ready to take them? Let's do it. Right on. Let's start with Natalie in Boston. Hi, this is Natalie. Last year, I made a turkey for the first time, and it was great, but I really don't feel like I need to do that again. Do you have an untraditional uh, idea for kind of a centerpiece dish? A vegan and non-vegan option would be great. I love Mexican, Thai, Vietnamese, really any um, type of food. Um, Yeah, just looking for some new ideas. Thanks so much. Love your show. Great. Okay, Natalie. I really think Thanksgiving food can be whatever you want it to be. Um, So... For vegetarian and vegan, I would recommend going Mexican over Thai or Vietnamese because it's a little hard to do Thai and Vietnamese vegetarian without the fish sauce. You're going to always be missing some funk. But there's a lot of Mexican dishes that are like totally vegetarian as they are, so you don't have to do anything. Um, For like a a really extravagant centerpiece, I think something like chilies and nogada would be awesome. It's like colorful and pretty or just chili rellenos. Chilies and nogada usually has meat, but you could do like crumbled tofu instead. Mm. What are they? It's like really vibrant. It's like green, white, and red to signify the colors of the Mexican flag. Um, Oh, right on. And it's got, it's usually stuffed with like a picadillo, which you can really easily make with crumbled tofu. And I feel like the texture is like spot on. And there's so much seasoning in there, you won't even miss the meat. And it has like a walnut cream sauce, and like a it's simmered in in a tomato that's blended with onion and garlic. Um, and it's 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 a it's a difficult dish, but I feel like Thanksgiving is a day to slave over the stove. <laughs> what do you put in your picadillo? Well, so if you're gonna do it with tofu, first of all, I would recommend cutting the tofu like in half crosswise so you have two one inch slabs and then press them i think you should press them like overnight in a kitchen towel really dry it out and then i like to do it in a nonstick skillet get it kind of hot with some oil crumble it and then just let it hang out for a while to get it nice and brown and then and then start tossing browning tossing browning and it'll get really crispy really Mm. crusty just like beef um and then i think a little bit of Mexican oregano would be nice. Some, like, maybe ancho chili powder. But if you can't find that, you know, just go with regular oregano, regular cayenne, whatever you can find. I think the thing that really makes it is adding some raisins and so separately in another pan, frizzle up some raisins in some fat and toast some nuts. Um, it's traditionally walnuts, but, you know, use whatever you've got and then fold that into the meat. It has lots of nice texture. Not the meat, the tofu meat, the tofu meat. It's so, it's so good at being meat, I keep forgetting. <laughs> and that's like, that's your filling. And then you just, you blister some poblano peppers, uh, mm-hmm. cu- 
cut, put them in a bag so they can steam and then peel off that uh, charred exterior and stuff it with this filling. And yeah, the, for the sauce, it's really just uh, blend some tomatoes, onion, garlic. If you really want to take it to the next level, like char those too. Cook that down, let it simmer for a while. I like a little pinch of MSG in there, but you know, if you're yes, scared of MSG, leave it out. But yeah, and then you simmer the chili in there a little bit and, and add like a walnut cream sauce by just blending up walnuts. It gets really nice and creamy. It's, it's, oh, pretty, wow. it's pretty tasty. It's going to be worth the work, and I think it's a really nice centerpiece. Yeah, that sounds beautiful, too. Wait, the walnut cream sauce, you mean literally just take walnuts and throw them in a blender? Yeah, nuts are awesome because if you blend them up, they just turn into cream. You know? I didn't know. You, yeah. I think you could I mean, totally that's how, make I know that's this how, like, vegan. peanut butter is made, but, like... Yeah, cashews and walnuts especially are really good, like, dairy replacements. Oh. Yeah, that's beautiful. What else would you serve? Rice, beans, tortillas, some avocado, and you're set. And you're an L.A. girl. <laughs> yeah. I think that is an awesome idea for Thanksgiving. I, right, I just so realized I, I got, I was going to say chilies reinos in my plan, and then I said chili and nogada. Chili and nogada has no tomato. Whoops. Whoops, guys. I got them too. Oh, no, really? I got them both mixed up. But, you know, we'll do, 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 a, do a blend. Do a hybrid stuffed chili. Why the hell not? <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. All bets are off. All bets are off, yeah. Uh, well, happy Thanksgiving, Natalie. We hope you enjoy the day. Um, and maybe you're going to make the chilies or maybe you'll make them tomorrow. Because I think uh, Thanksgiving food is always better the mm-hmm. next day anyway. Totally. All right, so let's go to Chicago. Hi, this is Heather calling from Chicago. I have a pie question for you. So for many years, I've been trying to master the apple pie but the bottom always comes out soggy. And I've tried pre-cooking my filling, I've tried blind baking, I've tried brushing egg white on the bottom as a moisture barrier, but no matter what I do, I cannot achieve a non-soggy pie crust bottom. Please help, thanks. (laughs) No, this is a real emergency. Yes, I've definitely been here, Heather. I feel your pain. I think a lot of pie recipes are lies because this has happened to me so many times. Um, but uh, so if you're making your pie right now and you've already like planned it, then the best thing to do is um, make sure you put it on a rimmed aluminum baking sheet on the bottom rack, and that'll kind of help the crust, the bottom crust get darker. But to so put the pie plate or put the pie tin mm-hmm. onto another sheet tray and bake it there and bake it all the way at the bottom like remove your racks in your oven and put it at the floor of the oven and i found that like in a pinch that can help like brown up the crust but the real reason why this is happening why your pie bottom's getting soggy is because there's not enough sugar in the filling Hmm. so what the sugar the sugar does is it, 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 it sugar sugar likes water so the sugar like hooks up with the water and creates like a, a sugar solution that will prevent it from like, you know, mingling too much with your crust. And okay. I think that where a lot of pie recipes go wrong is they don't have enough sugar. So I, I figured this out after using Stella Parks's apple pie recipe on Serious Eats. It's the best apple pie recipe. Your crust will get so crisp because what she does is she mixes the apples with sugar and lets them hang out overnight in a zip-top bag. 
Uh, you must do it exactly how she says. Put it in a bag. I've tried it in a bowl. It doesn't work as well. Because then the sugar <laughs> makes like better contact with the apples and creates this really thick syrup. So then when you bake it, it won't make you, it won't give you a soggy bottom. Oh my God, that's amazing. But I've also... And the idea is it just thickens, like it absorbs the water. Yeah, yeah into the syrup and so it doesn't flow as quickly into the crust yeah and and i've oh. i've tried to make this a few times and i was like oh i'm, I'm smarter than stella and i'm gonna reduce the sugar by like <laughs> one tablespoon and it, and it it totally won't work like you have to listen to stella and you have to make the recipe exactly as she says do not skimp on the sugar it's dessert you know you're just gonna have a slice but uh it will make sure that you have the flakiest crispiest bottom without par baking with no egg whites it's gonna be awesome Oh, that is an amazing tip. I have to admit, I have not made that pie. Um, although I am a huge fan of Stella's. We actually went to cooking school together. What? Um, really? A zillion years ago. Yeah, yeah, That's totally. That's cool. Um, and I remember she was awesome in cooking school. And then, like, years and years later, I'm like, there she is, the superstar that she was mm-hmm. always meant to be. It mm-hmm. was so exciting to see. Um, but, yeah, her recipes are always amazing. And... It is weird, right? Because she'd be like, put it in a bag. It doesn't work in a bowl. And like, no, actually, she's right. You have to put it in a bag, not in a bowl. Like, how do you know this? How did you figure that out? Yeah, it's yeah. It's a genius. I've, like, tried to mess with the recipe because I'm like, eh, I don't feel like getting a Ziploc bag. You need to do it exactly how she said, and it'll be the best pie you've ever had. Amazing. Well, let's go to Seattle. Hi, I'm Sharon. I live north of Seattle. And this year, my husband and I won't be getting together with family because, well, 2020. But I'm a rebel, so I'm planning to make all our favorite Thanksgiving foods anyway. Who cares that there's only two of us? We'll have a turkey and everything else anyway. But what do you do with all the leftovers when you can't package them into containers to send them home with family? I'm picturing myself already overflowing with turkey and everything else. All the leftovers help. Can you give us some super creative ideas for using up all that leftover turkey? and the other sides thanks yeah i'm totally with sharon i think it doesn't matter how many people are coming over you gotta make the whole spread (laughs) and i think the best part is having leftovers to play with over over a few days so um well you know i actually just developed some leftover recipes for the new york times well hello (laughs) so you can check those out they're, they're focused on stuffing. Stuffing is a really fun leftover to play with because you can, like, it's like, it's just bread that's mm-hmm. seasoned. So any place that you would use bread, you can use stuffing. So I like to squish it into a loaf pan and then cut it into cubes and toss it in a panzanella. Oh, or, wait, 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 um, so like rebake the stuffing? No, just, just smush it, smush it up. Okay. Get it real smushy, pack it into a loaf pan real tight, okay. let it chill overnight, and then pop that out, cut it into cubes, oh. and then you can fry those cubes, and then toss it in a salad, and you got oh, a little dude. stuffing panzanella. Yes, talk to me. Uh, another fun thing with stuffing is I like to make uh, stuffing dumpling soup. You take that stuffing, you mush it up again. There's some. There's a lot of mushing and molding. <laughs> mush it all together. Mush. Mush it all together. Uh, add some flour and eggs. Make a make a turkey soup with your carcass. So simmer your carcass with water for like, I do it for an hour and a half in a pressure cooker or like four hours on the stovetop. And then load up that broth with veggies, turkey, and then drop in these dumplings, just like you do for chicken and dumps. Mm. Let it simmer. It gets nice and fluffy, tender. Beautiful. Stuffing dumplings. Very fun. But I think like, 
After maybe like two or three days, you don't want it to taste like Thanksgiving anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think I think three days is probably the limit. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like the best way to like really freshen up the leftovers and not make it feel like Thanksgiving is to add some like aggressive seasoning. Like take your casserole and toss it in like a, a fish sauce vinaigrette. Oh, really? Right <laughs> add some fresh cilantro and sliced chilies and and turn it into something else like almost like a blasphemous larb <laughs> or something like that Over there. Uh, eat it in a lettuce wrap um i also really like to make tamales mm. um it's tamales are super easy if you just follow the recipe on like the masaka bag which is what i do uh, you, you just you just paddle some fat in a mixing bowl and then add your masaka and then you can even add like your turkey broth to that to make this um tamale dough and then I like to fill it with like different Thanksgiving leftovers. Like you can do a little turkey and gravy in one, and then like a little green bean casserole, another little sweet potato, and another, and then it's like a fun surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're gonna get. <laughs> and they keep forever in the freezer, so you can steam them all, have them in the freezer, and then have your like surprise tamale mm. later later that month. Right on. But what are you gonna do with all that turkey? Like, if it's, if it's, like, even a small turkey, like a 10-pound turkey for two people, is mm -hmm. what's the, the Mark Twain thing? Eternity is two people and a ham? Like, eternity is two people and a turkey. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, turkey, to me, tastes so Thanksgiving-specific. Like, I want to put some, you know, chipotle in there and turn it into tinga or put, like, peanut sauce and toss it with noodles. Like, I really want to transform it with some aggressive flavors. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Put it, put it in a shakshuka. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cook love down it, some it. harissa, tomatoes. Go hard on the flavors. Change it up so you don't get bored. Right on. All right, let's go to Maryland, Silver Spring. Hi, Turkey Confidential. Um, my name is Cecilia. I'm calling from Silver Spring, Maryland. And um, this Thanksgiving, I want to make some sort of like chocolate dessert because each year we just make pumpkin pie and it's getting a little boring. <laughs> How could you um, a pumpkin pie? So I have um, cocoa powder and, like, basic baking ingredients. I don't have any chocolate chips. And I believe I also have some butter. So I was hoping you could give me some suggestions for a really tasty chocolatey dessert this Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. All right, Tola. What you got? Well, I mean, I feel like Thanksgiving isn't Thanksgiving without pie. So I would do a chocolate pudding pie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can More. make like a really simple cocoa crust um, by just doing like a three to one cookie dough kind of situation. So it's like three parts flour, two parts butter, one part sugar. Substitute. Can you remind me? Because I, it was been a long time mm -hmm. since, I, since I was in my baking classes. But that's uh, parts by weight. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so. So okay. I don't know how to turn that into volume, but you can look it up. There's plenty of internet <laughs> internet recipes. And hi, there's so the dogs woke up. Sorry, um, but yeah. So so just make a simple like shortbread or cookie dough like that, and then just substitute some of the flour for cocoa. And you don't even have okay. to like roll it out. Get it get it into nice big clumps, scatter it on a sheet tray, and then bake it until it's dry. And then you have like an easy chocolate cookie that you just made. And Blitz that up in a food processor or pound it up in a Ziploc bag with a rolling pin and add a little bit more butter and sugar and press that into your pie tin. 
and bake that for like 10 minutes and then you got your cocoa cocoa crust easy to go and then right make like a really simple chocolate pudding so you you whisk together cocoa sugar cornstarch in a little pot um add some milk and heat that up temper in some eggs pour that into your crust easy peasy if you want to get really fancy i would top it with some whipped cream that's really fancy a lot of the, wait, wait, wait how long would you let it chill uh at least a couple hours preferably overnight okay so day before yeah yeah and in a lot of a lot of chocolate pudding pie recipes have chocolate in it but um if you don't have chocolate and this has happened to me if you don't have chocolate i just like bump up the cocoa and butter a little bit and it'll be okay it'll still be delicious yeah well sola thank you so much for joining us today this has been so fun. I'm sure, I mean, I want to go have chocolate pudding pie and chili and nogada with chili relleno sauce and yeah. uh, everything else you've talked about. Chili and nogada Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving with your husband. I hope you enjoy your green bean casserole. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Sola and Whaley is a star of two new video series, Stump Sola and Off Script with Sola. You can find them on YouTube. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for spending part of your holiday with us. This year, really more than any other, I am reminded of how much I love talking with you and how much of an honor it is for us to visit with you, even from the safe distance of your speakers. From all of us at Splendid Table, have a happy Thanksgiving. This year's Turkey Confidential is supported by Knowable, designed for those hungry to keep learning through audio. Knowable is a new destination for smart audio courses taught by experts in their field. Best-selling food writer Mark Fitman teaches simple, pragmatic cooking and eating intended to change the way listeners think about food altogether. Listen at knowable.fyi. I'm Francis Lamb, and this has been Turkey Confidential from American Public Media. And that brings us to an end of this episode of the Mikia Show, which was produced by WGBH Boston and PRX in association with PBS and YouTube. Funding for this program is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and by viewers like you, the John D. and Catherine D. MacArthur Foundation, these generous supporters, by viewers like you, this year's Turkey Confidential and this Macy's Thanksgiving Parade are supported in part by grants from Macy's Corporation and Mobile Corporation. Additional funding for the Mikia Show is provided by the Lilly Endowment, dedicated to religion and economic programs that inform people to listen and follow. Additional funding provided by the Law Foundation, with additional support from the Lumberson Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, the National Endowment for the Humanities, the Ford Foundation, and by generous grants from the Library of Congress. Explore it at libraryofcongress.gov. With additional support from the U.S. Department of Education. However, the government's decision on the U.S. Department of Education may not be endorsed for 
educational programs. Additional funding provided by the U.S. Department of Energy, the National Science Foundation, the agencies of the United States Public Health Service, the Oregon Arts Commission, the state agency funded by the Oregon government, and the National Endowment for Children's Educational Television. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for watching this episode. If you like it, you can share it on Twitter or Facebook. At, and you can follow me at M-I-K-I-A-S-V-Gray anytime. And, and also, we would like to thank our corporate sponsor, Facebook. Facebook. You can post stories and videos with Facebook. More at Facebook.com. Register and sign up and sign in is available at Facebook.com. All right. Well, it's been an honor to see you have a great Thanksgiving with your family and friends and, and your parents. From all of us, from all of us, the hosts and the cast and the teams and the, and the producers of the Mikia Show, have a happy Thanksgiving to you who are staying home. Goodbye. This is Mikia signing off. Bye.